Hey, I'm Sarah. I'm Chloe. Welcome to Warriors, Bards, and Brews, The Dead Part 2. It's been a while. It has been a while. It has been a while. Um, thank you to the 400 people who listened to the Better Than Chocolate episode. Mm-hmm. And the over 400 people who listened to the Debt Part 1 episode. Yeah. Um, that's by far the most listens we've ever had on any episode, and, uh... I feel like we're on some couple of new platforms that we aren't really aware of, because we've never gotten that many listens on anything. I think we're on iHeartRadio now, We are on iHeartRadio now. probably helps, so... Um, um, working on Spotify, I don't know how to... They gotta... We have to get something different than SoundCloud to be our host. Um, yeah, some housekeeping. Thank you, Off the Rail, for sponsoring our Big Gay East Fan Party. Um, thank you, Steamworks, for being a great wedding venue for us seven years ago. It's been seven years and uh, five days since <laughs> we got yeah. married. Um, and I hope our listener in Halifax and or Dartmouth is safe, because they're getting fucking slammed by a hurricane right now. Yeah, there are cranes falling on buildings. There are cranes falling on buildings on South Park Street. Uh, and I was like, oh, that is like a block from my favorite hotel. So yeah, that one that one person in Halifax, hope you're doing well. <laughs> it's a little fucked up. It's a little crazy. My parents lost internet for five minutes, and I'm sure it was very terrifying for them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how they survived. I don't know how they managed. Um, so the debt part two. Um, thank you to, I think it was Carmina on Twitter, who very politely uh, informed me that my rant about Gabriel getting there quicker than Xena in part one uh, is because of Aries. Yeah. Leather Dead Aries had a hand in that big fucking surprise. Totally forgot about that because... I mean, there's there's six seasons and I forget a lot of things. And we tend to marathon the show. And And it all kind of blends together. We're often tipsy, so... Yeah. You know, yeah, stuff happens. <laughs> shit, shit happens. <laughs> um, so the dead part two. You read the synopsis and the recap. I poured beer and dealt with the cat. So I don't know what's going on, other than what I recall. Um, and there's like flying sex. Is this the thing? It's flying sex. I think so. Sky scissoring. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Uh, we're just gonna go. Let's <laughs> see how it is. So there's a recap. Um, where it's, you know, the, the, it's a two-parter, so there has to be the obligatory recap of all the dramatic, poorly lit scenes. <laughs> Actually, I think the cinematography on these episodes is really pretty good. and the They go for the sepia a lot, though. I know, but, like, also the costumes and the sets are pretty good. Yeah, I will say the costumes are pretty intricate, so that's that's not bad. You would just throw away these last few years. I feel like they stepped it up a bit in season three. They did, yeah. I think they kind of realized they had an audience maybe in season three and they were like, oh, we can we can afford to chuck some money at this because we're going to get the ratings. <laughs> I was just reading something on the internet about how the, this episode set was like the third most watched thing behind like X-Files and something else. And that doesn't surprise me at all. No, not at all. I mean, that was I think the 90s were like a really good time for campy, otherworldly, like Buffy was popular, X-Files, Xena, Hercules mm-hmm. Sinbad was not as popular but he was still there No, I didn't care about Sinbad No, I didn't give a fuck, even his no. puffy pants I can't tell if he's trying to do like a pan-Asian accent or if he's trying to hide the Kiwi he's accent He's trying to hide the Kiwi accent But either way, it's just, it's not quite working but, you know I hear you want to be betrayed by a friend The level of torture this is, I'm just like. She's naked and she's got a giant door around her head, essentially. Yeah. She's being thrown into into a a sewage pit, basically. 
Yeah. And it's just like, and it looks to be cold. Yeah. It, it's this is this is a level of uncomfortable that I really would not want to engage with on any level. She's not the only one down here. Like, there's other people down here. I want to know what they did. Like, it must have been pretty bad. They threw into the poop pit. It's probably pretty bad. <laughs> it must have been bad. They look like they've down, been down here for a while. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 at this point, I'm pretty sure she's either, like, super regretting the choice to, like, not be wearing clothes, or, like, oh, good, I'm not going to have, like, damn poop clothes on me for the next six <laughs> months. <laughs> Apparently they've all claimed rocks too, and she's gonna like pull rank and scream at them and jump backwards onto one because yeah, she's Xena. She can still do the little Xena and Gazelle move, even though she's I don't think got gazelles the... jump backwards like that. But if they can, I want to see this. <laughs> Who knows? I don't really know much about gazelles aside from the fact that they're agile. So <laughs> for me, it works. <laughs> sure. Yes. Let's go with that. Xena <laughs> is a gazelle. <laughs> Did Zena invent gazelles? Did she train them how to jump? Probably, Did she train yes. them how to be graceful? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, we've had one of those days where, like, everything we say is funny to each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Check out Chloe's Twitter for uh, her spider theme survivor parody. It's pretty good. It was actually really funny. I've, you know, I crack myself up sometimes, and honestly, like... I feel very upset a lot of the time because people don't actually understand that I'm sort of funny. You're not even sort of funny, you're just are funny. You're <laughs> fucking hilarious. I don't mean to sound narcissistic, but honestly, I can be kind of funny, but I'm very awkward also in, when it comes to basically anybody but Sarah, so just the majority of the universe does not... No, they don't know how funny you actually are or how smart you are, which, yeah. Maybe people who listen to this podcast might a little bit I think people understand know, how smart you are, because you're always the one who says the very astute and <laughs> well-rounded comments, whereas I'm just like, her, 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 dicks. It would take more than that. Zena would never go back on a promise. Gabrielle's unwavering support of Zena still is just... So incredible. I could have anything in your kingdom. And she's kind of wrong too. Like she's actually putting a bit too much faith to in Zena, but yeah. I have to also explain to her why I did what I not did. Not exactly, because Zena is really holding to her her own code. Her, her own code. Yeah. So she definitely has a strong code. It's just that in this circumstance you know, she's so loyal to this person who yeah. literally physically and emotionally healed her. Yeah. So. And I think this kind of, this I, maybe kind of ties into the, the bigger arc of Gabrielle as a character where faith and having faith in something or someone or a being is so central to her as a person. Mm-hmm. And I think that she's always been on this kind of quest to find a thing or something or someone to believe in and she found it in Xena. And now that they're partners, she's just trying to like find that that common ground, that footing. She's like, I need to talk to her. I'm going to get to the bottom of this because she believes in her so much. But she also has to like be involved and understand like the 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 base instinct of what Zena's doing. And and Zena would never think that Gabrielle would lie to her about hope either, but she did. And they come through it. So they do. It's 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 painful to watch, but they do. Anyway, the implication here is that Xena held um, Ming Tian captive and kind of taught him how to be a tyrant. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Warlord Xena was not a lovely person. So, <laughs> you can understand why <laughs> he would think this. 
But I also feel like him blaming Xena for like all of his evilness is kind of shitty because a patriarchy, I, I patriarchy, misogynistic patriarchy. <laughs> but also, I don't think she actually had him for that long. No. Here's the thing, though. This is this is a full on. This woman ruined my life. I mean, she was shit. She was shitty to him, for sure. For sure. But No, she was shitty to him, but he's looking at this. So, his mom abandoned him, basically. And he was stuck with his shitty dad. And his... Probably one of his most formative memories is Xena coming into his life. And from his child perspective, thinking, Oh, Xena is the one who ruined all this and made my dad stressed out and kidnapped me and did whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's saying like, oh, you know, my dad was so worried and so scared. Like he's looking at Xena as this problem, but in actuality, it was everything was his dad. So he's just blind to the fact that his dad was a shitty person. He's gonna blame the first person, who happens to be Xena. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's misogyny. Maybe it's not. It probably is. <laughs> but I think it's completely unfair to blame everything about him and his emotional. Samsonite set of luggage on Xena. No. There's more at play there. There's so many things, and part of it is Xena. Part of it is Xena. Not and I think she's aware of that, too. Like, Xena knows. She knows herself she's not a perfect person. And she, and the whole point of the show is her on an, on an arc to redeem herself. So and she I knows mean, she's terrible. And I mean, was terrible. Spoiler alert, at the end of the episode, you know, uh, he brags oh, about <laughs> killing his mom. Yeah, so. he, he's like, he's super stoked that he killed her. And then, spoiler alert again, he did. A real dead. He's really dead. A real dead. So what I want to know is, do you think that Xena actually in that very end moment planned to kill him? Or did she just kill him in the heat of the moment after everything because he was bragging about killing Loma, who is obviously very important to her? I have often thought about this, and some days I think that she was just so enraged because... Her savior was killed by this piece of shit. And she was like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm done with you and your bullshit. Um, and then the other days, I think that she full on was just like, I don't care how you try to redeem yourself. If you try to redeem yourself, I don't care. I'm still going to do what I need to do. But he definitely wasn't trying to redeem himself at any point. No. But the thing is, I, I think maybe she had decided that she was just going to walk away. But then because he was such an asshole and bragging about killing Lama, she decided to yeah. do that at the last second. Um, I mean, who knows, really, but that's yeah. kind of how I feel. Yeah, and honestly, like, I've, I've given this some thought, and it's it's hard to say. Like, She did have so much affection for Lama, and like, she lived on this fucking journey to go redeem her and avenge her death and, and strike down the Green Dragon, because he's gotten too large. But... I, I am like I do want to know like from the listeners like what do you think did she did she full on go and plan to do this or was it just like I mean I know she did when she set out on this journey that was her goal of traveling was to kill him but then after everything with Gabrielle and yeah. blah 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 I kind of feel like maybe she had decided okay maybe no I'll just go home and then he had been then he, so snide he about been so fucking shitty about it yeah and then I don't know. I don't know, I think that, like, like I said, I'm like, on some days I'm just like, no, she was full on just like, I'll let you go, and just like with a stern, <laughs> I'll let you off with a stern lecture. And then once he really showed himself to be an ab- absolute piece of shit, she was like, you know what? Fuck you, dude. You deserve yeah. this. Yeah. I thought she would use them to escape. So now they're talking about, uh, the house. They were all when Lama was captured and they were gonna execute no. her. 
because um, one of the guys in the in the poop pit, Zena, <laughs> is someone who is in the, um, I guess the court. Yeah. And are you smelling me? Do I smell bad? No, you smell good. I was in the court, and he's kind of um, telling Zena about how things went down when she wasn't exactly directly involved with it. Directly came as real came. Yeah, she's gonna be at the convention. She the looks way. exactly the same, but I was gonna just lose my shit because she's so attractive. Alti was apparently in BC this summer. Yeah, on Salt Spring Island. Claire, Claire Stansfield was in uh, was on Salt Spring. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, we could have run into her. <laughs> if we had gone to Salt Spring, I would have been yeah. like, and if, could you imagine if you're just like walking down the street and you see Alti coming towards you? I would have shit my pants. I would have freaked out. I would have. And if you heard the voice, I don't think she, is her voice actually like that. I, I doubt it. I don't think so. I don't think so. But I would have been like, can you do the voice? <laughs> <laughs> I probably would have left her alone, but I might have. Oh my god, no! If you're, on, if, you're on, if you're on Salt Spring, like, you, it's not time to bug people. No, I just would have probably made a really intense face in her direction and then tried to hide it and then run away. Face. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so. Uh, so flashback time. Lama and Zena. Lama is impaling things with hairpins. Yeah. Foreshadowing. And, uh. Isn't that actually the one that Xena uses to kill him? I think it is actually. Very similar one. Very yeah. similar. You could kill someone using a hairbrush. The costuming on this uh, set of episodes is really great. It's. I don't like to kill, however. Amazing. And the I wonder, makeup and everything, it's really good. I wonder if, if they had had more time together, would Xena have changed her perspective of I love a good kill? Like, do you? Oh, well, no, she did. She did because Laoma was the one who sort of put her on the good path, like initially before she met Gabrielle and went hard on that path. Yeah. So, do you think that if Zena had the chance to talk to Laoma in whatever spiritual realm she could have after she killed the green dragon, do you think Laoma would have approved of this, knowing everything that the green dragon has done, like of the kill? No, I don't. I don't think. I don't think she would have. And Lama's got some amazing, like, telekinetic powers. She does. Well, try it. Though I don't know, maybe Lama would have approved because I know her whole thing was kind of the greater good over personal... Personal gain. Personal gain, and, you know, the Green Dragon was pretty not great for the Kingdom of Chin, so... Yeah. Maybe it's hard to say. It is hard to say. I think I think these these episodes can can bring up a lot of really good discussion and a lot of um like I guess moral discussions. Of like mm-hmm. when is it when is it right to kill somebody who is inherently evil? When is it a, like is it good or bad to kill someone who you know is going to do bad in the world? Like she is definitely painted as like a good guy. Yep. And the green dragon now, as we know him, is painted as a very bad guy. Yeah. So is this, you know, this brings up the whole thing. Like, is, is Zena doing something good by killing this guy? Um, and then, but like, would Lama approve this? Like, mm-hmm. it, there's all these things you can bring up. And, like, you could actually probably write papers on this and, like, ethics. Yeah. Is there, like, an ethics of Xena book? Like, there's an ethics of Battlestar Galactica book? I want to, if there is, I want to read it. Let me know. And the whole thing is really pretty interesting because, the you know, Xena regularly kills the, you know, quote-unquote bad guy, like, just in fights and everything. Like, she she goes She snaps a lot of necks. She, she kills a lot of people and, uh... I don't know. Gabriel is just so fixated on this one kill, but I guess it is much more premeditated. But it's still, in the grand it scheme is, of things, is it like, is it really that big of a deal in this world? I guess so, but I don't really know. It is know why. premeditated. Of course you can. 
is it also a level of jealousy from Gabrielle that this is someone who's who, in her mind, has known Xena on a deeply, deeply personal and intimate level that she may not be at at this point? And maybe she thinks she may not get there because, like, Laomon did save Xena, and she this is the start of her her redemption. Yes. So maybe like maybe a lot of Gabrielle's issues do come from consciously or not, a level of jealousy. Mm-hmm. It's like she does kind of have a little bit of jealousy that we've seen in, in comedic stuff in later yeah. seasons, but like, you know, even in the comic books, like, there's a little bit of jealous Gabrielle. Yeah. But like, maybe this is it. She's just like, I'm pissed off that your ex-girlfriend is still so important to you that you would, like, fuck off with me for Yeah, I think long. she's a little upset about that. Anyway, um... Laoma has just told her that she needs that Zena that she needs to learn how to serve someone that she hates. It's easy to serve someone you love, but she just wants her to gain control over him, her impulses, I think. So yeah. she's asked her to serve Mingzu, who's the dude who literally had her hunted at the beginning of the yep. two-parter. Yeah. I mean, that's gonna this I think this is a, a <laughs> this is some big dick energy, like, yeah. <clears throat> and it's also kind of shitty. Like, Zena's not in a, a good place mentally to to do any of this stuff, like to to be a, a functional person. <laughs> and like, she's got a huge knife, and she's like, I can just stab him right now. <laughs> this is pretty funny, actually. <laughs> but <laughs> but no, I I understand where Lama is, is coming from. Yeah, hundred percent. She just wants to. I, I guess she wants to take the edge off her a little bit. She does, yeah. yeah. She definitely does. And I mean, she does need to rein it in a bit sometimes because she's kind of a, a shitty warrior woman. She wasn't, a, she wasn't a good... I don't think she was a great warrior. I think she was just ruthless and that's... She was very ruthless and she wants to make her really think about her actions. Yeah, she's kind of doing it in a harsh way, but it's like a, t- it's like a tough love scenario, yeah. I think. I really like Laoma, actually. Yeah, I, I think that Lao Ma is a... I, I wish we couldn't have had more time with Lao Ma. I think that there would have been um, a really... There's a chance here to really expand on their relationship and her and Lao Ma as a leader, too. Mm-hmm. All right, Lao Ma. I did the whole servant, but Nin accomplished nothing. No. You didn't kill him, so that's... For a few hours, you actually silenced your will. She has a point. To what? I should have just sliced that pig's throat. I just love how she's been talking normally the whole time, but now that she's, like, talking about evil things, she's like, She's doing, like, the Xena doing alti voice. I'm gonna kill him right now. That's the voice. She's telling the kid from The Exorcist. Your mother sucks cocks in hell. I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah, I don't. This is... I d- uh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. This is. It's not super ethical. Uh, but I'm like, you know, I, I get that you don't want to have someone who can't run the country be in charge. America, you have that happening now, and I'm very sorry for you. And I mean, we have Justin Trudeau, who is not follow through any promises, and he's actually doing worse by indigenous communities, the piece of shit that he is. Yes, but um, still better But still better than Andrew, Andrew Scheer, who is an absolute fucking fascist. Um, <laughs> there is... 
They're, oh, this is so much to unpack. So she's keeping him unconscious, so his shitty cousin doesn't rule. And also, he's pretty shitty, but she wants to, she wants to, to do think better. that he's good. I don't know. I just feel... I feel like it's unethical, and I feel like he doesn't deserve to be it's seen, super as unethical. A, seen as a good ruler. And I, I don't really... I can't really get behind that. I yeah, it's, I have a lot of mixed feelings about this, because like, she's definitely keeping him in a comatose state for her own gain, um, so she can change things for how she sees fit, but she's doing good about it. Well, it's, also, it's for her own gain, but also, and to make him look good, but and also for the good of the country the country but but it fits with the, the larger theme of xena where like it does this thing of like if something major has happened in history it's probably because a, a woman did it but a dude took credit for it mm-hmm. anyway gabriella just slaps Zena backhand her right across the fucking face like it's pretty intense i mean she's sitting in a poop pile <laughs> i also like how they clearly try to like alternate sleeves and they were like we couldn't do it <laughs> it is so long. You can't even see your hands. Gabrielle's trying to get Xena to promise that she will never k- try to kill Ming Tian again, and Xena has a tear running down her cheek because she can't. Also, her girlfriend is smacked her right in the face. She looks just. Lucy does a really good job in the scene. She looks just fucking just destroyed. Destroyed. Utterly destroyed. This actually, this is the episodes. This this series. This one. These two, and then the King. Was it the King of Assassins? Or the one with um. Metallicus and Cleopatra, the next one. These three have stuck in my mind for years because and, they're so good. And you know what? <laughs> Whenever I watch anything from conventions, it's pretty much the only episode that Lucy seems to have a really good <laughs> memory of, too. She always names this one as her favorite, and yeah. she pretty much only seems to specifically remember the scratch my nose, will ya? Yeah. So it says something <laughs> for these episodes. and <laughs> Not that I don't think that she, you know, didn't like being on the show but it's different for actors than viewers yeah i mean we as viewers and fans are very i think very much more invested in this um because to them it's a job to us it's it's a a hobby and a fandom and a passion the power of the passion Uh. but she's there was even a reenactment of this episode on stage at a convention like of a two minute bit with the scratch you scratch my nose bit yeah yeah Lao Ma seems to be doing some sort of Reiki on Xena. Yeah. Is that Reiki dude still around? The guy who walks around Vancouver randomly and asks if he can do Reiki on you? I don't know. He I haven't was, seen him for a he while. He was located at UBC and he tried oh. to ask me out as well, which was very awkward. Um, and I obviously said no. Well, because you're a giant homosexual. But also definitely would not have gone out with him anyway because <laughs> he was a bit weird. I mean, just asking for to do Reiki on somebody is a little, a little strange. Anyway, Lao Ma is healing Xena's legs after she's been crucified by Caesar, which is a what pretty big deal. <laughs> it's a pretty big deal. Crucify myself. <laughs> I love the operatic music. It's like Enya on steroids. Yeah. It is amazing. So Xena's legs are, are good, and Lao Ma is doing like the full-on like come-to-me stance. Xena is running around... And literally climbing, climbing the walls and doing flips. And she not repeat the exorcist way, but she's no. climbing the walls. And yeah, she does look ecstatic. And now they're doing. Now it's going to be the, the curtain sex. <laughs> the curtain sex. <laughs> this is the exact scene that spurred this whole podcast. <laughs> oh my god, this is like the this most romantic so... shit I've ever seen. This is the life. most romantic, sensual shit where there is actually no sex. I know. 
God, I'm, I love the 90s, but fuck, I wish that they could have shown any sort of, like, gay romance. I love this show so much. We literally have a podcast about them. I think they know how much you love it. So, Xena can't promise she's not going to kill him, and he's, she's been sentenced to death. <laughs> they're going to say it like this, dude. Death. Death. They're definitely in China. They're definitely in China. Or they say death. Zener. <laughs> Gabrielle is just devastated by this. And her very long sleeves. And now he's being, he's saying, he's being oh, I would have executed her no matter what, so fuck you. Does he try to sound British? Like, I don't think he even knows what accent he's trying to do. I don't know. I mean, I can't do accents. I'm not going to shit anybody no. for trying, but like, no, no. yeah. Can I see her? Oh, yes. Now that she's condemned, you can visit her. That's like when you adopt a cat at the I'm cat cafe. Monster. You can visit as soon as you commit to it. <laughs> guard speaking local language. At least they didn't say guard speaking Chinese or yeah, something. Yeah. <laughs> We watch everything with subtitles so we can um, read what's going on as we're just shit talking stuff. Because my hearing actually isn't very good. What? What? <laughs> I yeah. I watch everything with with subtitles because I. Oh my Jesus! When we were home, my dad's deaf. My dog is deaf. My I'm mom's got no. You you can't hear for shit. My mother has no more indoor voice. I'm pretty sure the neighbors can hear. And be like, Giles, do you want to go for a pee? <laughs> just. Giles is not my father. That's my dog. <laughs> and yes, he's named after Giles from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So Gabrielle is standing in the, the poop pool with Zena asking if they can talk. And she admits she betrayed her. You did a couple times recently. A few times. You kind of fucked a lot of shit up, Gabrielle. Actually, I didn't really think about this. Is Gabrielle kind of double betrayed oh, yeah. Zena. And Zena kind of fucked up with her once. But... Empowered, led to my best friend's execution. Yeah, they're best friend. Gal pals. Gal's being pals. I know you hate me, Zena. Zena's not- she doesn't hate you. I don't think Zena has the capacity to hate you. Why is Gabrielle so done up? Like, she has extensive makeup happening. Like, I mean, she's- maybe Ares, like, gave her, like, a a fierce beat on the way over from from Greece. I don't know. (laughs) Like, Gabrielle's never been this done up in the history of the show. (laughs) Ares is like, you gotta go put your best face forward before we do you up. Scratch my nose, will you? Oh, and then she breaks into tears. Oh my god. <laughs> this this actually still makes me emotional. I lo- I love this when I was I love this when I was fourteen. I love it when I'm in my thirties. I'm not gonna say I'm old because 'cause I'm fucking old. People I have PMS and this <laughs> I'm watching this and it's too much. <laughs> oh we should definitely watch more pose tonight then. You can cry it all out. Yeah, we've been watching a lot of pose and just sobbing. I mean you have been sobbing, I've been just kind of watching. No, you've also been tearing up though. I've been sobbed. I like how Gabrielle's now holding the giant neck wood up. I was angry with you, but I didn't hate you. See, there it is. You no, can't hate her. No, she couldn't hate her. Never could. See, there. No. Yeah, never could. No. <laughs> oh, I missed this in our two-month hiatus. <laughs> I think I understand why you thought you had to kill me, dear. Oh. I literally have tears in my eyes She right does. Now. Yeah, I've, if, I if you were not wearing pajamas, I would get a photo no. for the Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> she saved your life. Just she did more than that. Her soul. She saved my soul. I'm amazed how many lines you remember from this. Like, I'm just, like, kind of throwing shit at her and hoping it sticks. 
like four to five times I'm oh right. Oh my god, the amount of times they've almost, Xena and Laoma have almost kissed yes yeah. this is incredible. The curtain sex is always fun. Oh, is it the flying sex? Flying sex. <laughs> yeah. Flying sex. Flying scissors. Flappy flappy. Flappy flappy. <laughs> 1-800-are you flapping? <laughs> I, I, here's the thing, though. I, I, I make fun of it now, but, I mean, this was pretty much the only way you could kind of get around censors for showing any sort of same-sex romance. And it's gorgeously shot, oh, actually. It's beautifully shot. Um, but this is, like, the only way you kind of get around it without having it be, like, a fucking joke like Friends. Mm-hmm. Which was, like, the most boring lesbian wedding. Oh, my God. <laughs> The most boring. <laughs> or have it on primetime after 10, like they did on ER with Carrie. And even that was just full of trauma and horribleness. I will honestly never give the show any shit about the uh, subtext because, like, look they at did, this. They worked it's it out. So, <laughs> just look at it. Just, yeah, she literally just, like, put the. Th- stabby thing in her hair and now they're like floating and Barias is like what the fuck is this as Ina just fell <laughs> Barias move in the moment <laughs> now she's gonna beat the shit out of him Zena seems very confused by this yeah stop Zena just stop stop willing stop desiring stop hating there it is that was the moment I could have done it right there. That's a pretty powerful message. Stop desiring. Stop hating. Mm -hmm. That was my chance. How does Lucy still look so beautiful in this, like, poop pit with this thing around her neck? It's crazy. (laughs) Since the lighting, it works with her eyes. (laughs) It's just pretty. I, I, I just I appreciate this because Lao Ma could easily intervene in two seconds, put the pinch on Xena, and just like nope. But she's gonna let her like get her rage out to a point. <laughs> yeah, I don't think her goal has ever been like controlling Xena. She's just literally trying to help her. Yeah, I think everything with Lao Ma is I see the good in you. Right. It's almost like Gabrielle's like I see the good in you and I want to I'm gonna help you. Do what you need to do. What's he doing here? We're going to have peace in this land, and the two of you are going to help bring it about. You've got to be kidding! <laughs> He's like, go oh, fuck yourself. What? We're going to include him in a three. Bryson is wonderfully immaculate sideburns <laughs> and chin strap beard. I mean, the thing with Bryce is that he does end up being quite a friend to the centaur, so he's not entirely bad, but. No, I mean that's kind of. At this point, he's still not great. At this point, he's a piece of shit. But that's kind of like a a large theme of the show. Everybody who was like, "Oh, you're bad," is like at the end of it, it's like, "Well, you kind of had some redeeming qualities." Sometimes. Sometimes. I mean, Ares is the exception because he was always very self-serving and smarmy. My mom was talking about how she's Xena is capable of profound loyalty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's uh, pretty accurate. <laughs> it's Glances pretty... towards Gabrielle. <laughs> I emoji at Gabrielle. Yeah. <laughs> so you and made up. <laughs> made up. Oh, yeah, we made up. Oh, yeah, we made up. <laughs> yeah, you oh, rode God. him like a horse. I also asked Ming Su for his 
expect me to forgive the woman that kidnapped my son? Then permit me to point out the detail that perhaps you missed. Zena belongs to me. She's my property. That's gross. No, she's not. I know a man of your wisdom wouldn't endanger an important treaty by holding a grudge. I do love her political manipulation she can pull off. Then I apologize for wasting your time. Oh, Laoma is extremely smart. Mm -hmm. Mama, if I may make a suggestion. <laughs> She's like, you're going off script. What are you fucking doing? <laughs> Zena? What I say you should put me up as the stakes in a game of chance. Oh, God. Oh, Zena. I forget about this. Excuse me. <clears throat> also, my foot just fell asleep, so this is quite painful. <laughs> you belong to me now. I have a claim on Zena. Why does everybody think they fucking own women? Like, why? 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 You guys are all disgusting. Stop this. No one owns Zena, bitch. I mean, Gabrielle owns her heart. Yes. Aww. Oh. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, it's true, though. This Why don't we throw something of value into the pot? All right. Let's say the winner gets me and a body part from each of the losers. <laughs> God. <laughs> she just really escalated <laughs> things. That there. escalated quickly. Yeah. A minimum bet is a hand. A minimum bet is a hand. I mean. But Zena's like... And <laughs> I'm sure we all pray that you <laughs> I was like, y'all are fucked up. I don't want any part of this. Unintended. I can't believe these people actually accepted these stakes. Like, it's crazy. Oh, yeah. This is nuts. I will point out, though, that I love that Lucy's lipstick matches her dress. She looks fucking great. And uh, Lama's matches her dress. Yep. She just looks like a million dollars. They all look amazing. Yeah. And by they all, I mean... <laughs> Lama and Dina. <laughs> yeah. I do not care what Bryce looks like. <laughs> you're, you're like, this is the only people in the episode. I yeah. totally forgot this whole scene happened. <laughs> yeah. I like how they're doing all these dramatic shots of the dice. Like, we have any sort of knowledge of what yeah. this means. <laughs> I know. Everyone has really great eyeliner in this episode. <laughs> I think this is when they, they stepped it up and they yeah. stopped just yeah. using... Brown matte lipstick for everything, yeah. and they were like, "Let's add some color to this. Yeah. <laughs> Let's give it a pop." <laughs> I'll sell for that from you too, mates. Your heart. This is nonsense. I'm getting out of here. I mean, you play, you kind of agreed to the bet, dude, and you gotta, you gotta pay up. Yep. So now Zena's coming at him with a sword. Yeah. Yeah, she got him. At least she got him. Did she get him? Uh, she got that guy for sure. Oh, Bryce oh, got that Bryce guy. Oh, Bryce did, yeah. What are you doing? Now we can wipe. I look at it's the cleanest sword that's ever been held after stabbing two people. Lama won't let Xena kill Ming Tian here. Gee, I wonder why. She's used telekinesis on her to keep her away from Ming Tian. Yeah. I do kind of feel weird about the whole like mystical Asian thing, but oh, it's it's yes. a little strange. I mean, we've discussed this yeah. before, but it is a really big thing in this show. The yeah. whole mystical Asian thing, the whole mystical Asian lady teaching Xena thing. Yeah, it's making Xena yeah. better. It's very a lot of like the mystical Asian doing all the emotional support and teaching you how to be a better person. <laughs> all thing. the emotional labor. Yeah, it's yeah. just. They, I do hope if there's ever a reboot of this, they do it right. And I'm glad that guy who killed Lexa isn't involved in it now. Also, I'm fucking glad that the thing that... Oh, God. 
I'm surprised she doesn't block me yet, because I'm always, like, subtweeting her and just calling her out for being a piece of shit transphobe. Anyway. She, Gabrielle right now is literally helping Xena shoulder this burden. Like, if this is not the most amazing gay metaphor. It's amazing. <laughs> this visual gay metaphor is great. Anyway, Xena just said the debt is that Lao Ma taught her everything, yeah. basically. And made her reborn yeah. into someone who was better than she was before. And... In some ways, Gabrielle has kind of taken up that mantle and, and carried on with it. Oh my god, I mean, Lao Ma was like the, was, was the, the, the catalyst, the catalyst and then Z- Gabrielle is everything after that. But yeah, Xena, this is when the, when the change happened, and then once Xena kind of powered through everything and, and changed courses, um, and met Gabrielle, Gabrielle kind of as we've seen, like, inserted herself in Xena's life and, and became this this kind of figure for, for Xena going forward. And I forward. mean, part of that is Xena's own doing, too. Like, she's not, you know, obviously she's not fully evil and she has some ability to sort of strive towards being better herself, but she does well when she's being supported yeah. by others. And now there's another crucifixion scene. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Like how you said crucifixion scene. Jesus. I know. <laughs> it's not Jesus this time. No. Um, so it's it's a juxtaposition of Lama on the table with Xena now being... Is it technically crucifixion if it's not Romans? I don't know. Is this just a sacrifice or just like a, a murder? She's on a plank of wood that's shaped like a cross. Yeah. That's all I know. I've, I've loved this... The way this was shot, just Xena like accepting everything, and but still hearing Lama's presence and stop desiring and stop, stop hating. Like she's taken all of the, taken all the things she said to heart, literally. To conquer yourself is to know the way. That's a that's a pretty heavy sentence. Yeah. Anyway, Xena is now using telekinesis, which she's learned from Lao Ma, to free herself. Which is only apparently manifested right now, and we never really see it again. Yeah, we don't see it again. <laughs> she's just overtaken by the spirit, I don't know. Yeah, uh, maybe. Something. Was she actually kind of possessed by the spirit of Lao Ma? Because, like, we. I don't think we've ever actually seen this, like, that level of, of telekinesis and, and weird Xena power after this. Looking at the cat who is like dangling off the couch right now. <laughs> Podcat was screaming for most of the time he got home, and now he's quiet, so thank God. Mercifully. You would think that a, a, a ruler would have more than, I don't know, seven guards. Yeah. <laughs> you would think he would have like an actual like battalion of security. That can on be hand. taken down with one by one. By one woman doing person. telekinesis? Yeah. <laughs> Though I guess telekinesis kind of trumps a lot of things. It does. I mean, Jean Grey is real strong. Yeah. Like, the Dark Phoenix saga is one of the best X-Men arcs. And it's, I mean, she is one of the most powerful mutants in the Marvel Universe, and I want someone to do those movies justice, but it'll never fucking happen (laughs) off topic anyway. (laughs) So Xena's telekinesis is now making the castle collapse. That dragon looks real scared. That dragon looks real scared. <laughs> All the dragon statues. All the dragons have very scared looks on their faces. Gabrielle's, of course, trying to help out, like, the courtiers. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and Xena is just like, oh, let's fuck her, let's, let's, let's fuck him right up, and now she's like, charging her laser! <laughs> that guy, he, someone get, he needs a sun double, like, that was not good. That was not a good jump. <laughs> no. Out of the way of the invisible thing. So everything is in ruins, like, things are still falling. The green dragons have fallen over, which is very symbolic. Yep. Uh, his little hat has fallen off, and he's bald. Which I know for a lot of men is a sign of not being powerful. <laughs> Look, I really don't think that she was going to kill him here until he started. I don't think so. I think she was about killing yeah. him. As far as concerned, it's all over. I think at this point she was just like, "I will go just like read you for filth and make fun of you," because everything is in ruins, and I have shown you up as someone who was more powerful. Yeah, I feel like she feels like she destroyed him here. And now he's gonna, he's gonna make everything dick. awful. Yeah. You told me to be the monster I am. You were in her care for like three days. Like, yeah. Part of just the hold on to your fucking man pain there, you bitch. One other thing. You probably heard I had Laura executed. Yes. Yeah, she's not happy about that. I just wanted you to know. It's not true. Really? No. I did it myself. You're a piece of shit. I have something to tell you, Mintian. I think this was going to be the thing. She was hoping that this trump card would be was your the thing that made him feel remorse. But he already knew this. Mm -hmm. And th this is when she decided, like, fuck you. I knew that the whole time. That, yeah, see? She's very upset. She's very upset. She wouldn't use her powers to hurt her little boy. Yeah, and I think this is when Xena finally was just like, okay, yeah, no, you're actually fucking evil. He like, really you are sucks. actually so shitty. Oh, I forgot that he gave her the, the stabby hair thing. Yeah. request was that he was returned to you. Oh, okay, so this is the thing. Her last request was that it was returned to Xena. And Xena said... You can kill a person with a hairbrooch. Did Lao Ma set this up? Like, avenge me. I don't know. What do you think, listeners? Yeah, I'm, this is one of those episodes where, like, we want to get we want to get feedback. We want to hear people like comment on this because this is a. Oh, I hate you so much. Because <laughs> this is one of the episodes that's very, like, this is a, a pivotal couple episodes. So yeah, let us know, like, do you think Xena was okay with this, and then made the decision, and then when he said Lao Ma wanted this to be returned to you, and when, after Xena saying you can, like, twice, you can kill somebody with this thing, was this Lao Ma saying, please avenge me? I think possibly, actually. Yeah, maybe. She knew how much Xena cared for her. <laughs> I remember watching this, and this being like, Oh my god, holy shit, oh, they're back together, this is so great. And then when they, the, like, that last scene of him with the thing in his head, I was just like, no! No! Why would you do this? I know. This more of a trail. <laughs> so mad. I mean, I understand why. Oh she god, did well, it, yeah, yeah, of but course. But it's just like, gosh. But, like, you know, 14 year old me was just like, why would you hurt my children like this? I love them. I know. Killing him made you exactly what Lama wanted you to be. Oh. Oof. Oof. Yikes! 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 That's a big yikes. 
Oh, Zine has the Book of Wisdom from Lama, which is... Zine is looking a little rough. Zine is looking a little... Like, oh, she, she was like, needs to, she needs to have a little bit of a shower. I mean, she was living oh. in the poop pit. I love you, Zina. Love you too, <laughs> Oh, listen, when I say I cried like a bitch when I first saw this, <laughs> Chloe's crying again. No. <laughs> yeah, so when they, when they flash to the end, when I, like, panned, I guess, panned to the end of the episode, and he's got the hair brooch in his temple. Um... Yeah, I was just. I still have this kind of thing. I still have the conversation. Still have the the wonder of Laoma saying, "Make sure this is given to Zena." Like, is that her saying, "Avenge me"? I think so because uh, well, and the guy who showed up was like, "The green dragon has grown too large. It must be destroyed." Mm-hmm. Like, I think Laoma, even though she preached all these things about controlling yourself maybe at this point was just like wow he's too shit (laughs) yeah honestly that could be a good thing like that's probably a good point like she wasn't a a stupid woman and she could see when power was being used for negative things and she could see being used for not the greater good like her big thing was like it has to use your power but it's going to benefit the the community but Mm -hmm. he was doing it all self-serving I think this might be a thing we should like maybe come back to at some point. Like seriously, if you want to send us emails or tweets or something, like we would love to discuss this more because like none of our friends watch Cena, <laughs> so it's really just us like yelling at a microphone <laughs> and hoping people listen. Yeah, and I guess we do have a few listeners, but yeah, not we don't have a lot of interactions. So if you want to interact with us, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. You can yeah. send us an email at wbb podcast one. I feel like if you send it to WBB Podcast, it might go to the Worst Beer Blog Podcast, um, which is a really fucking fun Instagram account, but don't email them Xena things, because that's not going to be answered. <laughs> They'll be like, I have no idea what y'all are on about. But, yeah. Yeah. WBB Podcast 1 at Gmail. Uh, Twitter is WBB underscore podcast. So is our Instagram. Uh, Tumblr is Warriors, Bards, and Brews. And we have a Facebook. We have a Facebook. Um, if we ever did a patreon kind of thing um if you have any suggestions what you would want us to do for that let us know like we're considering doing like a tiny little one like very small increments mm-hmm. um i don't know what we would do like i don't know pictures of the cat and like personalized cocktail recipes per month i don't know we'll figure it out, figure it but out. if you want if you want us to do a, a patreon like let us know like we'd be happy to do a couple of extra things a month for you if you all want to throw us a couple of dinars oh and also we were recently just on the pop this podcast talking yes. about book smart and uh yeah pop this podcast uh lisa christensen and andrea warner it was pretty great i had a lot of fun i think we both sounded pretty Coherent. Coherent and funny and reasonably intelligent. So, you know, maybe if you have any interest in that movie, you should, and us, you should yes. go listen to it. So I think we're going to do The King of Assassins next. Um, and it just reminded me, um, we still have requests to do Captain Marvel. <laughs> Which we will. We will. We will get to Captain Marvel. I've, I've heard the requests and I've seen the requests and so we will get to that. Um, but speaking of Pop This, I was on Pop This to do an episode of Captain Marvel, um, and we're hoping to get Andrea and Lisa over to do, what's the musical called? I black it out every time because I hate it. Bitter, the Bittersweet. Thank you. I don't like The Bittersweet. Um, I do. I do. Yeah. A lot. And they are both music journalists who love musicals. So this is going to be a really fun time. <laughs> they both have minimal, uh, 
knowledge of Xena. I think we're just gonna just kind of devolve into like or dissolve in the like conversation we had with Andrea last time, where it's just like the patriarchy is terrible, and here's why. It worked. So <laughs> it's one of our most popular episodes. So hey, yeah. um, is that everything? I think so. I think our oh, I think our listener Kathy is still um, looking for a bit of a GoFundMe uh, for the convention, which is technically a year away as of like right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, if you can help out Kathy, that'd be cool. Because um, we're gonna go to the convention and be nice to see people who listen to the podcast and who wanna wanna maybe like go to a panel together. That'd be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Or like go to karaoke. <laughs> yeah, we'll probably do the karaoke. I will. I won't sing. You can sing. Yeah. Unless I get blackout drunk again and do queer by garbage. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Uh, yeah, so next time is King of Assassins, and then after that, we'll see where we're at. Yeah. We're trying to do a few more episodes that aren't about just Xena, because we realize how niche that is, and we also have a lot to say about other queer and femi- feminist uh, pieces of media. We're still keeping it a Xena podcast, but maybe every three episodes or something, yeah. something we'll talk about something that's not Xena. Yes. If you so. have any suggestions for um, like a one-off episode of... Oh, maybe this will be a Patreon thing. Um, a strong female character who you would like us to discuss, let us know. I mean, like We have Lisa Simpson, um, Louise Belch, all the, actually, all the Belch for women, mm-hmm. basically. And this, <laughs> when we say strong female character, the strong is a broad term. Yeah. It doesn't mean just physically, physically. strong. It, you know, nuanced can, you know. Ruth, Ruth Fisher. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Buffy Summers. <laughs> yeah. Willa Rosenberg. Uh, <laughs> like that kind of stuff. Um, maybe that could be a Patreon thing. Yeah. We'll figure it out. But yeah, if you have any ideas of like strong female characters you want us to talk about in some capacity, we are open to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else? No. I think we're good then. All right. Next up is King of Assassins. I'm very excited. Uh, I love this episode so much. Um, thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.